With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Claret and Blue podcast, episode number 17, I think, the third podcast of the week. We're absolutely pumping stuff out, so I hope everyone can keep up. James, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Your second yeah. appearance, you've got the show back. Third, actually. We did is it the third? Year, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good point. Yeah, come on, notes. I'm glad you've done yeah. some actual research. I've got pie chart in front of me, pie charts and everything, graphs, all sorts. Wait, there's an actual laptop with stats and figures <laughs> and research. What is this? It's the stats and figures that who scored have done, not me. I reckon. They, it's, uh, he's playing football manager, really. He's not doing anything over there. Don't get me started on that game. <laughs> Do a kind of preview for the game towards mm. the end of this podcast um, first of all Villa back in action the winter break is over yeah. at last how did you find the winter break the whole kind of um, setup of, of how did it go a bit weird I thought yeah it's uh, obviously nice I think Gaston Villa benefit from it because you've got players like I'm John McGinn who's injured yeah. so it's, it's like a free week for him to come back where we would have normally been pl- playing a game so essentially <coughs> when McGinn does come back in March you know we haven't you know we'll be playing that game in later on rather yeah. than yeah, during yeah. that time and um, players like Jack Grealish well 91% of our minutes he's played this wow. season which is you know for a player who suffered like, a stress injury from fatigue last season alone this winter break comes at a very good time for him and I know he has had the injury issue but that's you know it stands out he's been the player he's played the most minutes yeah. 10% more than the next player who's Tyrone Mings um, obviously I think he missed a decent chunk as well yeah um, it would have been Tom Heaton as well Tom Heaton and Wesley would have been yeah. two ever presence but of course um, quite bad injuries to those guys but they're still 70% of Villa's minutes this season um, so it shows you how much work really Grealish is putting on that pitch um, I think I worked it out it was like if you watched all of the Lord of the Rings films <laughs> extended right back to back three times over that's how many minutes it is so it's not basically nine Lord of the Rings films him sprinting around the pitch Grealish that's a lot of work so it's a lot of long minutes spent so, watching yeah. the rubbish Lord of the Rings as well <laughs> and the winter break perfect for our team I think the whole kind of structure of it that half the league play and half the league play is kind of weird but back now and kind of raring to go aren't we well unless you're a West Ham and your, your game gets blown away <laughs> yeah like, telling me just before we started Storm Dennis might yeah, be coming like, to, to genuinely it's on to a mess up this game surely the, not the matches this weekend are on notice yeah surely not well it happens don't it so you know, we weren't... Oh, when I was uh, walking out the house the other day, when we had the hailstorm, I thought, this this storm's real, and uh, the game got cancelled. So, you know, these things happen. And this it, storm's it, real. Like, yeah. it was a conspiracy theory no, but when it that. happens, you're like, oh, a storm, a bit of wind, <laughs> knocking trees over and everything around me. Yeah, hopefully the game goes ahead as planned. So far, we're recording this on, what, Wednesday, is it? Yeah. Uh, no storm yet, so... Storm Dennis is on his way. We, we yeah. wait and see. Um, talk to me about some loan players before we move on. There has been games played by Villa uh, Lonies. Yeah, James Chester as well. Who we, yeah, we forgot. Who isn't, who isn't on my list. Played for his first game for Stoke. When the picture came out of him wearing the shirt, I was like, oh, that looks very strange. It suit, like the Stoke shirt suits him as, you, as, you, as a, you know, as a body type. Because it's tight. And the hair, yeah, and the way he looks. But it's like, 
I didn't want to ever envision him in anything other than yeah I was going to say Claret and Blue but that could be Burnley yeah like just Villa's colours I think that was his shirt and but like what Dean Smith said was right about him he, you know you want him to play he's a good guy and he wants to play football let him go play football yeah. and I think so you do have to put players before the club sometimes if, especially for people like James Jess who've given a lot to us he said he wanted to go didn't he yeah. and play some minutes so you can't have to respect that but yeah it was weird it wasn't an easy decision for him though he said on Twitter yeah you like, seemed no when he was doing that interview with Stoke he was just like a bit like oh I don't want to go on about Villa too much yeah. like, he clearly misses it but um, in terms of current loan he's out as well you've got Scott Hogan yes. three and three for Blues absolute scenes yeah it's crazy isn't it and uh, I mean one of them was a tap in when I was covering the Blues game against uh, Bristol City tap in um, there's a pitch they all count James they all count <laughs> um, but he's smiling before it goes in as a still and he's like <laughs> grinning like from ear to ear was that his first goal for them that's the second one as second. well so yeah um, but the one yesterday against uh, Barnsley <laughs> Um, gets the ball from Bellingham in the box, turn and shoot. So it's not just tappings. He's in a bit of form at the moment. And I think, like, Guy's got something to prove, clearly. He's always been a man on a mission. It's a bloke who's working out a tyre recycling plant. He had to drive past it every day. Said to his wife, I'm not going back there again. Like, soon-to-be wife, I'm not going back there again. Fair play to him. But uh, I wish it could be for another club. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think I said on the transfer video that we did that... Um Kind of, I kind of want Hogan to do well. There's some fans that are like, I don't really care if he doesn't do well. I don't, yeah. I'm not fussed. I kind of want him to go and, and have a successful career. There's nothing against the guy, yeah, but nice. I don't want him to benefit Bones. Yeah. So it's not this guy who's kind of had a silver spoon in his mouth, being like yeah. the academy gem. He's worked really hard to get where he is, and it never really worked at Villa. He never really had that constant mm. starting position. I mean, when he was kind of turning the corner, we just bought. Louis Graben is yeah and Louis Graben worked by all accounts but um, he needs a bit of love doesn't he in a, a run of games and he will score goals but it's championship level isn't it as well yeah That's of course difference. you know you can't you can't get rid of that but I think you can support Scott Hogan the person without supporting Blues so oh, you yeah. can just kind of count, you don't count it it's kind of annoying that he scored in three games they've won three in a row and are yeah. flying up the table a little bit I don't like that yeah and the manager <laughs> I mean it's good for us because the Blues manager always speaks about him as well. He never not mentioned Scott Hogan yeah. and how hard he's working and all this. But again, that's Blues. And I think we have to come on to another loan here, which is another rival. Yeah. You know, which is ironic. Rival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Callum O'Hare of Coventry, yeah. you know, got his head near splitting off on the weekend. Yeah. Comes Ooh, out. Yeah, yeah nasty that was. Nasty. Um, comes out in yesterday's game, pivotal against Portsmouth. I mean, there was a lot on the line against Portsmouth yesterday. Comes out with this like, beautiful scooping pass, like Douglas yeah. Louise did against Brighton. Very nice. Over the top. Like, he gets it on the balance over the top straight in Coventry win the game and you know that is a player whose contract's up at the end of the season I believe Yeah, and this is a guy who's got like I know he's doing it in League One and you can't really judge the quality of him but this is a guy who's doing kind of the same things Grealish was and Grealish was in League Two right so yeah, yeah, fair. you know can't make those direct comparisons but this is a player with some creative quality and I you know, hope Villa do give him a deal just to see what he's got at maybe a championship level next time yeah the other player that you wanted to mention Andre Green another yeah. one whose contract's up Striking in the summer, there, yeah Playing up front, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Lee Bowyer wanted him in. At the start of the season, he went to Preston. Yeah. Don't know what the decision is there whether Preston obviously can give him a higher end of the <laughs> championship table under Alex Neil, kind of high-flying, you know. And they've yeah. got Preston pedigree there, you know, Daniel Johnson, Callum Robinson, yeah. a few Villa players, I think. Uh, I forgot the other one, but there's an Irish one, Graham. Graham something. Uh, yes, don't ask Graham me to remember. Yeah. So yeah, he nice. went to Preston as well. So Villa players, there is a, you know, there is history there. So, yeah. I, you know, it makes sense, but he didn't get on at all at Preston. Charlton wanted him at the start of the season. Charlton wanted him to be like Carlin Grant, which is a winger. You move to the stroke and you use the qualities up front. Yeah. They wanted him in, in the summer. Didn't get him. Came back in for him in January and he's scoring goals up front, put straight in up front for Charlton. So I think 
that is now his development path. So, you know, it's a tricky conversation about contract in the summer because it's got to suit Andre Green mm -hmm. as well as Villa. Villa can easily just trigger a one-year extension. But, you know, if they're going to put him on the wing and he wants to play up front now where his quality seems to be at championship level. Oh, we need a striker. <laughs> yeah, it depends where Villa are at the end of the season. But, yeah. you know, it looks promising. He's looking good. Should we talk about a player who's actually at Villa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the captain. Captain oh, Jack well, at Villa at Villa this for now very, yeah. according to all the reports the, the Man United fan Jack Grealish who can't wait to get to Old well, Trafford in the summer you know the reports are odd because everyone says why are you trying to sell Jack Grealish and you know I don't have a phone to his agent man <laughs> you know I'm not trying to sell him I know but James you keep writing articles yeah, about why are you Grealish trying to, to sell Man United him? stop it I want to keep him here forever stop yeah. it stop trying to sell our main man well if Manchester United stop sniffing around Grealish and it stops don't it I'm kind of sick of the whole thing at this yeah. point even trying to kind of like sit on the other side of the fence of oh I can't I want Grealish to stay like he's mm. he's the best player like I can't be, even bother to talk about that anymore it's hard isn't it it's, uh, we know how good he is he'll mm. be in the England squad for the Euros unless there's a major disaster on Southgate's part hopefully he keeps Villa up obviously we're in the cup final probably won't win it but you never know um Imagine him lifting the trophy. Oh, it's beautiful, like getting carried like away. It's like either, it's either end of the chapter, yeah, or like the, the perfect sign-off, beginning, sign of, a, a beginning or of a new era, beginning of a new one. So either way, I guess it's kind of win-win. But you don't really want to, you, you don't really want to talk about Jack Grealish leaving from a media mentality because you feel like you're just trying to, you know, it's like oh the big clubs always get what they want why do Manchester yeah. United always have to be the heroes in the Jack Grealish story coming in to save him from like, mm. Villa's relegation? Yeah, that's how, how it seems. To me, that's how it seems. There was all the talk in January as well about, oh, he wants to move away in January. And it's just, it's just nonsense. No, he doesn't want to move away. He clearly did yeah. it. Obviously, he's not moved anyway, but that clearly was never going to happen. It's the one about him sniffing around a house in Manchester. Yeah, like, when he's away on holiday. James Chester lives in Manchester. I'm, I'm sure Hogan and Chester <laughs> live in Manchester and they're both not moving it's that way. It's just madness, isn't it? It's, yeah. uh, it's part of the industry that we're a part of in, in sports media as well, obviously. We're, we're, we're guilty to put air quotes around it for the uh, mm. people who aren't watching. If there's a story there, you have to write things. That's the, the nature yeah. of the beast. But us writing an article or anyone writing an article isn't going to affect a transfer. You sound like you defended, like you no, defended too yeah, much now. Yeah, a little bit I am. But also on the other hand, we have to just, from a football perspective as a football fan, you have to appreciate Jack, Jack Grealish while he's here. He's not going to be here for the rest of his career. He will get a big move somewhere. Yeah. Personally, I know Man United and Man United, the big club and all that sort of stuff. I wouldn't be going to Man United if I was Grealish. I'm going to Liverpool or Man City, surely. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was Jack Grealish could play for any any team in the Premier League. I'd go to say most teams in Europe. Yeah, you know, he, he could slot one. straight into that team yeah. at, at Liverpool and start, in yeah. my opinion. So oh. Man United were what eighth or twelfth or what? I don't even know where they are. I know, I know, it's still Fell Man United. Sheffield United is the one to watch, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people say oh, it's Man United, biggest club in the world, and all the rest of it. Yeah, I get that. But Man United aren't what they used to be, regardless of like league position, though. There's a certain prestige that comes with Manchester United. Yeah, 100%. You know, wherein if you move to Manchester United, I wouldn't do it. You get your pay rise, you get kind of almost guaranteed European football, you get guaranteed, you know, cup competition. I don't know whether, you know, they'll manage that this season, obviously not the League Cup. I don't know, are they still in the FA Cup? Just don't care don't about know. Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, don't but, care. You know, like there is a certain prestige of moving to Manchester United. Yeah, you get the number seven shirt, for example, you're, you know, you're, you're, etched into legend at one of the biggest clubs in the world regardless of league position it's always going to be a pull but I think Ash wrote something yesterday it's like staying at Villa being the legend that's the sell yeah being that legend but look it's his life his choice speculation is what football's based upon in, in general you start the season speculating about where your club's going to end up yeah you know um, as Villa fans we've literally 
looked at Brentford every season and went, I want Ben Rama, yeah. want that guy, want that bloke, want Hogan, want Magpie. It, it swings and roundabouts. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's always going to happen when you've got good players and we've got good players like Grealish. Yeah. For now, he's ours. He's yeah. not going anywhere. So cherish it. Stop moaning and, and get on with it. Yes. Um, I'm just sick of hearing about Grealish. Those words, Grealish, Man United. I'm sick of seeing them together. I'm bored of it now. <laughs> it's a proper trigger, isn't it? Like yeah. Jack Grealish, Manchester United. You see it off. Not just, again. Just wise yeah. me up. Should we get on to Spurs? Get on to Spurs, mate. Yeah. So how are you feeling about this one? First of all, just generally, do you fear Tottenham? Yeah, when I've looked over the history, it's bad. It's it's next. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's close though, yeah. to terrible, mate. Um, last twenty games, I think we've won three. Get your stats up. <laughs> we've drawn, no, we've drawn. We've won three. We've drawn three, Out and they've 20. won the rest. Yeah, they've won the rest. Last winning streak we had. <clears throat> if you call it a winning streak, two games in two thousand and eight. <laughs> you know, there's there's nothing there. There's no record we have of any success there with them. Um, Does last that matter? Though? The previous does the last 20 games affect this well, one look, the way you consider when you play Manchester United they haven't been the same club after Ferguson left mm-hmm. we still haven't had a great yeah. deal of success I mean we, we gave them a good game earlier this season but that, that record's always there and it always stands and history's there to kind of warn you you know you, you look at the clubs that come to Villa Park like in, in history like Arsenal Chelsea and they're a category A game for a reason you know yeah. they're the games you fear they're the games that bring everyone to um, but Tottenham's something else in, in terms of the history I've looked at like 91 was the last proper streak of dominance <laughs> so you either have to cast your mind back to 91 or you have to ask your dad <laughs> yeah. you know and before that you could, you're looking before World War 2 <laughs> and then before World War 1 and in between that it's just been Spurs Spurs constantly yeah it's weird isn't it even when I remember kind of I remember the season when Tottenham were either in the bottom three or right down the bottom. I think when Redknapp maybe took over, going back at oh well, yeah, after Juan de Ramos, yeah, yeah, and they were a, a, all a, right, a struggling like, club, an all right club, but struggling for mm-hmm. for a period. And even around those times, I maybe I'm misremembering. I always seem to remember playing Spurs and thinking, oh, even still, we still can't do anything. And then when we got to that period of both going for the top six, top four, we'd still kind of never get anything for Peter Crouch, Defoe's, people like that. Yeah. Cranshaw from the Redknapp days. Like those are my memories of Tottenham and we've never really been able to get anything out of them. Yeah. I'm probably misremembering but No, I mean the only time we threatened Tottenham since the two times we won of course earlier this season yeah. when which is probably the one that you can take the most from because it was this this is unreal we've just taken the lead against a team that's tipped to be yeah, great new stadium new stadium first game back Pochettino's ready to blast it this <laughs> season um, McGinn scores that stunning goal I'm videoing my mate in America like this is big I've got to phone everyone <laughs> like, that's how big that goal was and obviously we lose Ericsson comes on the game just oh, gets trashed he's Christ- not there anymore but like Tottenham I've had it over us and the only game we threatened them is when Tim Show managed us and he just didn't want to lose against them. <laughs> yeah. like he just he yeah. obviously told the team we ain't losing this one. If there's one game we ain't losing this season, it's this one because it's obviously the history there with him and Spurs mm-hmm. being hard done by him managing to get the best of Benteke at the end of the season. Well, yeah. It's a perfect storm and that's it. It's just a complete exception. That yeah. one. And I've had it over us since then. But we, it's different circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say, can we take anything from that positive first day of the season into this game? I would say it's a long time ago things have changed nothing we haven't got the same goalkeeper the goal scorer goal scorer's out we haven't got the striker Grealish is in better form than he was you know he's adapted very well to the Premier League Spurs don't have the same manager yes Spurs don't have Harry Kane yeah whether it matters it's just 
your expectations of that game coming from that game to preview this one completely ripped up man thrown in the air yeah. um, I remember when Pochettino was sacked I was in America so the news hits you as you wake up you know you hits midday here 3pm yeah, yeah. kind of discussions happening Mourinho's coming in <coughs> waking up in America and you're like what what has happened like yeah. why would you do that yeah. but you bring in someone like Jose Mourinho someone who's a pretty stern manager he's got a pedigree successful manager you know probably a good swap I guess in the, in the end but uh, completely different circumstances right? we talk about Mourinho hmm. the kind of uh, narrative is that Mourinho doesn't do that well against Aston Villa which is kind of a little bit of a what's the word like a it's a fluky there's a word I can think that I'm thinking of but I can't think what it is yeah like a false, false narrative yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. a Villa spin on it yeah false narrative we um, together <laughs> I mean you go back and it's like that record is what it I was stems of. from Martin O'Neill's time, and that is just that's ancient history. So like in terms of football, ago. yeah, that's that's a long time ago, and a lot has changed. Yeah. Um, but like you look at what he's done outside of Villa Park, Mourinho, what he's achieved at different clubs, what he's performed. Like it doesn't matter how good he does at Villa Park. Yeah, what like he's been at that level, and we have been up and down. There's a start, isn't nothing that he's never won at Villa Park, is it? But how many times has he played at Villa Park? Two or three? Four? I can't recall it. We tried to look at it before and it was quite hard to figure out. But going back to an article from 2013, I'm sure he was would have been at Chelsea after that and likely the likelihood of him winning at Villa Park after that point quite high. At 2013, he hadn't won at Villa Park. Well, we've been out so of the Premier League for the last yeah, three this years. This is still ancient. It, it needs scrapping. The, the consideration that Mourinho doesn't do well at Villa Park, irrelevant. Yeah kind of annoying isn't it really because it's one of those statues you to look at and go oh yeah like <laughs> maybe that will have an impact somehow but nah. maybe he just doesn't like Birmingham or something maybe he doesn't like it when he comes here and he feels a bit downbeat and then <laughs> he's a pretty downbeat guy though isn't he like yeah, have you seen his new bald head <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's a bit weird that, but it kind yeah. of suits him looks like the top of a lip <laughs> <laughs> yeah amazing um, yeah so injury updates for Villa press conference hasn't been done as yet mm. uh, as we're recording it'll be over by the time this goes out but yes Dean Smith has spoken to club media, I think, about injury updates. There was Conza, Davis, so and Conza's, a little bit about McGinn as well. Yeah, Conza's good. Good to go. I you thought know. he was injured. There was a, there was a tweak. Oh, so you're back. Sorry, oh, so you're back. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Davis, yes. Sorry. Yeah, it was a tweak against um, Bournemouth. He had, and they've took him off as a precaution. Yeah. He's trained. He's fine to go. Davis, unfortunate, because he needs the minutes to get fit. Yeah. Plays against the under threes. Under 23. Under threes. <laughs> yeah. That's a safe Have a good game there. <laughs> Can we um, play against the Man City under threes on the March five threes? Yeah. Yeah. Do the Jurgen Klopp and throw it out. Yeah. Get really stroppy and throw it out against us. <laughs> um, but Davis took a powerful shot, hit the crossbar, and he's pulled his uh, hamstring, it looks like. It doesn't look like a serious, proper serious injury. So it's like two to three weeks he'll be back. But this is a player who keeps doing the same things over and over. He needs to look in after. Yeah. You know, um, chucking him in against an under 23s match, it needed to happen. He needed the minutes. This is just a. This is just one of those things that happens. Yeah. Um, but McGinn as well back after the cup final, so he <laughs> cutting that off there, putting an advert there. <laughs> McGinn back. We are after the cup final. Yeah. Nice uh, audio clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty there much. Yeah. 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 We'll go for that. Don't mention clickbait. Um, Ezri Conso, I remember talking after the Bournemouth game, going, "Oh, we've let go rid of James Chester, and now we're down to three centre backs. Now what?" But he's back, so that's fine. No worries. Look, you had to do Which again. Came at a good time. Yeah, you had to do right by James Chester, though. Like yeah. you can't just yeah, yeah, keep yeah. him. Can't there. call him back already. <laughs> like, he wanted to go out play football. He's in the last year of his contract. It was an agreement between him and Smith. You can yeah, go yeah. out. We'll manage. Look, Villa. 
I don't want them to change from a back three. If they have an injury, they can just change to a back two again. Yeah, we can we can manage. This can be managed. It's only a, a disastrous circumstance where we're going to be a loose without a defender. But no, Conza's back, so all good. The talk about McGeehan was um, with with Dean Smith and injuries. It always seems to be that we give a time frame, and then it's always more than that. It's like, oh, Grealish yeah. will be back in a couple of weeks, and then it's a couple of weeks later, it's still nothing. It's, it's like, are we kind of uh, was underselling when he's going to be back or overselling whichever way around it is and then kind of letting people down um, with McGinn being two or three weeks I was kind of like oh back just after the cup final Does that, is that a sneaky thing that he might Could be back be, yeah. for the cup final I would we say, rushing uh, back for that I know we're getting ahead of ourselves but so with the Dean Smith kind of or is it kind of like oh he'll yeah. be back in two or three weeks but it's going to be six weeks really <laughs> so with the Dean Smith kind of injury conferences I would. I was, I was gonna. Th- I was thinking of the word managerial dark arts. You know, like saying, "Oh, he's not gonna be back." But like, I think it's just one of the, again one of those things. It's like the Grealish injury. He probably was told that yeah. he was coming back. But then again, there's been times where like a player's been injured and he said, "Oh, they're unfit," and they're in training. Like, there's pictures of him in training the same day. Yeah. Like, so I guess like these injury conferences. I wouldn't take anything, Chris, until you see it on a team sheet. Yeah. To be like, there's every chance I'm again. Like, like guys, First game back is Wembley. A legend, like his resilience. You see it in the, the games, the, the amount of work he puts in per game. Mm-hmm. Like when when it hits injury time, it's like his bonus hour. Like he just <laughs> finds it something extra. Like his resilience is, I wouldn't be McGinn at all surprised. <laughs> yeah. nice. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him like line up for that Carabao Cup final. But again, what's been said is he'll, he'll be back after. Yeah. So that's the, that's the truth from Smith. Um, seen a couple of um, rumblings on Twitter about whether uh, Nealand should be playing mm. in goal over Pepe Reina. Now, for me, I would look at it as Pepe Reina has been brought in as the number one to play in the Premier League. Nealand is your cupkeeper, done very well against Leicester and probably deserves the final, was my opinion. Pepe Reina plays in the Premier League, though, doesn't he? Of course. Um, there was an article in The Athletic um, regarding kind of Neil Cutler's <clears throat> Yes, how he works the influence Nick. Neil Cutler's having on the goalkeepers. Yeah, so this is like crazy. Like Neil Cutler's a really advanced goalkeeping coach, and yeah. like nobody, well, nobody reported on it. Or nobody knew the methods that he uses with these goalkeepers. I mean, he's taken on Nyland as kind of a personal project to be Villa's long-term goalkeeper. Like he's able to make him react to shots. Like without thinking about technique, he works on his footwork. I so like that's something he probably should know anyway. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not always a given, though, isn't it? I think like. For, all, for since the beginning of kind of this kind of structure at Villa, yeah. I wanted just just to nick Brentford's coaches because they've got it sorted. They yeah. know what they're doing. They're, they're taken by Liverpool. They're taken by other clubs. And then these are the guys setting the standards. And now we've got one in Neil Cutler, and he said himself that Pepe Reina starts because Villa are a passing team and Pepe Reina is the passer. He's mm-hmm. the most experienced goalkeeper. He's the better passer, no question. Maybe and can make good saves as well. Yeah, of course. But like this is now like where does this leave Tom Heaton again? Yeah. The question will be answered next season when he starts the first game and starts every yeah. every other game because he's the guy. But Pepe Reina this season, he's the man. Yeah. Absolutely. For, for the cup final? What do you do? Nah, you give that to Nyland. Yeah. But like, then you play your best team, don't you? Ah, but he's earned, it's like what I did to Brad Guzan, yeah, but I, he earned, he got us there. Yeah, I agree. Swap, swap him out. But hmm, I suppose it's different, isn't it? But, again, I don't want to be negative, but I always just think it's Man City. Like he wrote that article as well, Brad Guzan, about being benched. He wrote it, it was like really? really up himself. And he was gutted, man. Like, really? He was so sad. Yeah, it's difficult because like, if we were playing, a, a, again, if I felt like we had a good chance of winning, you'd think, well, we'll play our best team because mm. we've got every chance. Man City are the better side. So is it really going to make a difference which goalkeeper plays? Probably not. It's, I know that's very pessimistic. Look, but. I mean, 
the, the difference might be small, but you got to think about these little marginal gains. Yeah, true. Then gives you the best chance to win. You absolutely go for him. But then you also think Neuland can come out with those incredible saves. So maybe yeah. average Pepe Reina is the best goalkeeper. But in a mo- heated moment, when some, a shot comes out of nowhere, Neuland might be the guy. Yeah. Like, but again, it's one of those, it's splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing on this podcast, aren't we, really? <laughs> Constantly splitting hairs. <laughs> Just a lot of guesswork, basically. <laughs> um, so, prediction for Sunday? Are you willing to put a prediction out there? Uh, so home game. The audience? Home game, so I'm, I'm expecting a strong performance. We've got to take these home games seriously now. We're nothing away. Like, against Bournemouth, we were bad. Yeah. And that seems to kind of be setting the tone for how we've performed away most of the season. Um, take these home games seriously. Put your strong performances out. Kind of try and pick up some momentum so we've not been taking them seriously all season though <sighs> why are we suddenly now going oh yeah we, it's a must win situation why couldn't we have done that because I think like, when you look at strength of schedule you're looking at the playing the bottom teams and you look at playing them at home and playing them away and it, we got beat by Crystal Palace in dubious circumstances mm. um, we struggled against Bournemouth we got well beaten by Watford it, it really didn't matter that's, that strength of schedule got through out the window so yeah. I think what we take from this now at this late stage is should be the favourite at home regardless the tough of games at home though yeah I mean you've, you've done with Liverpool you've done with Manchester City so those are the two games you definitely lose I think Villa can give most teams Man United Arsenal at home um, I think they can give and Chelsea I think you Chelsea, can give them Tottenham. a run for their money at home I really do because Villa like we shouldn't by all accounts we shouldn't have beat Leicester we shouldn't beat Leicester well, that was the first time this season isn't it that we've come up against a team that we're expected to be beaten by especially over two legs uh, a team that's well above us in the table and you think mm, probably going to lose here and that's the first time this season we've pulled out an unexpected result like, against a bigger side so, so it, Watford, it can be done yeah Watford as well it's like I went to watch them on the 28th we got hammered we got done mm-hmm. and yeah. you kind of come with those expectations Villa have got no striker they're playing against Watford they fight all game and they, they grind Watford down and get the light goal so you know Villa's home form is getting a bit of momentum that needs to carry on and kind of infect if you like this away yeah. form because we need to get on top of that we need to cut out the loss, the silly losses away maybe get draws out of there and start getting these wins at home and I think a strong performance against Tottenham kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season wherever it is a loss if you can put in a strong performance get a draw or even a win yeah. strong I'll go for 1-1 one, one draw I was going to go exactly the same. Take that. Yeah, I'll yeah. take a point against Tottenham. It's it's still Tottenham, isn't it? As much as it's a home game and we need to start picking up points, an unexpected point against Tottenham is good enough. And then, I'm not, again, I haven't got the fixture in front of me because I never do any prep. The game after that, if you nick something there as well, is it a, an easier game away? I feel like I should probably check this. Let me check it. <laughs> Southampton away is who's after Tottenham. So an easier game, but an, a game on the road. If you can nick a point against Tottenham and beat Southampton away, that's a very good that's the questionable thing is like Southampton at the start of the season were deemed to be struggling now they're just an away team they're an away team that we're facing well obviously that'll be the home team but what's on the road it doesn't look good whoever it's against to be honest if you can't beat like to be completely blunt if you cannot beat Bournemouth at home a team who were you know by all accounts at their home yeah at their home at the Vitality Stadium a team where reports are saying Eddie Howe is beleaguered he's done like Bournemouth for crashing they're going down they beat Villa well beat Villa yeah embarrassingly but it's an away game and I think that's how we define it from this point on is these away games are going to be the ones where we go into regardless of opposition expecting it to be extremely tough and not always expecting a win or a draw yeah so makes those games at home <laughs> absolutely massive doesn't it yeah exactly this, this one on Sunday against Tottenham it's big 
Um, but the best thing you can do is put that strong foot in, put get the big atmosphere going, yeah. set the tone, win, lose, draw, set the tone. I think that's what happened with again I wasn't there but I spoke about it against Bournemouth the, the first seconds you know, the ball bounced off as we can't whatever it was and goes out for a throw and it's kind of like oh, just a lazy sloppy start that sets the tone for yeah. Bournemouth to go right we can get over here and that you, you almost lost the game instantly but they, were right, they were right against it and I think it was a, kind of a mental battle they lost mm. you know Konza goes off Engels comes on they're always up against it they've got the goal down they, they go another goal down they get one back it still seems impossible but that's these away games now question I just thought of does Conser come straight back in and start or does Engels deserve another go because at the start of the season it was Engels, Engels and Mings that looked like a very very Engels good partnership was the guy, yeah. Engels um, looked very good I think the back three probably played to kind of the Conser house horse house horse horse I'd go um, for yeah it probably played to their strengths a bit more, a bit more being a bit more mobile, being able to play wide a bit more. Yeah, I know that there's that stat about angles that we always go that on about. Pace. That, uh, gotta be a lie, gotta be a joke. <laughs> um, they, they picked up Shane Long sprinting past him. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, I go with Engels. He got yeah. punched in the face as well. Yeah, oh, should have went down straight away. That should have been a penalty. Yeah, he stood up didn't he, and then went down. How VAR? Oh, oh, I never talked about it. How yeah. VAR looked at that and not given that as a penalty? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, how can you get punched in the mouth oh, and not be a penalty? But yeah, I, I reckon Engels goes back in for kind of the reason of why not. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. Genuinely, like why not? Because um, he was a guy. Like he was good. Like and then he disappeared so we're going to stick our necks on the line and say we're going to get a point on Sunday right, yeah. against Spurs and be happy with that not really sticking your neck out though is it no not really <laughs> I just waiting to be this to come back and as long as he doesn't get called off of course yes so maybe Storm Dennis will come and save the day <laughs> well, how about if we play it and if we're 3-0 down at half time we'll just go oh it's a bit windy can we just go home what if Storm Dennis scores for us <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. remember that one a few years ago Begovic for Stoke and he scored uh, it was really windy the that day and the, the, ball, and the ball the ball uh, flew into the net this is the Darren Bent beach ball one yes. so that should have been accredited to the beach ball yeah maybe a very yeah, maybe, big maybe, deflection maybe Storm Dennis can play up front <laughs> Dennis and Samata yeah. Uh, yeah we're going massively off topic I think that pretty much sums That's up perfectly on topic is it Storm Dennis is happening mate is it trending I don't know don't even look at that anymore <laughs> I'm cocked off get, yeah, get the analytics up um Bit of admin then before we go mm-hmm. uh, to wrap it up. We've been recording for just over half an hour. Um, little plug for the podcast we did with Dan Bardell. A little shout out as well to the Villa View guys. Do you want to yeah. give a, a, a goodbye message? Legends, yeah. <laughs> legends, absolutely oh, well deserved. A lot of love. I hope a lot of love continues to go their way, kind of for the rest of whatever they choose to the do. The rest of their lives. Constantly go. Like, <laughs> you were the Villa View guys. You know, you included us. You were, you know, yeah. kind of I guess trendsetters. Oh, fan God. media, nice. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, yeah it's sad times. There's going to be a little uh, get together live Eulogy. event. Wake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that like a big picture board at the front with the logo on and everyone comes and signs it. Oh, when you did the uh, kind of the thumbnail for you and Dan, you had I the, put it in the black gray. and white. <laughs> sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sad. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, I'm laughing about it, but it is sad. No, it's, are you, you going to be there on this event, by the way? Yeah, I'm working in early as so. well. Working early next day as well. Nice. Oh um, God. <laughs> good, good luck with that. But no, it's 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 a it's a sad thing, but it's a good thing because like you you kind of stop it and everyone goes, where are you going? Yeah. That's the best possible kind yeah. of reaction. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but like it's a natural natural thing, isn't it? People, you know, we, we've all had our projects in the side, and it's just 
so much work progression so so much work when you've got a full-time job family girlfriend loads of commitments it's, yeah. it's hard work so fair play to them for kind of sticking out this long you know it's a long time yeah five, five or six months yeah. without me as well not to be all <laughs> like <laughs> I know what you're thinking I know, you gonna say I know it, but you know what I mean one of us left and yeah, yeah so, and difficult. you know everyone had commitments it comes across terribly <laughs> it's hard it's hard work Dan uh, so yes there's a hour and a half podcast with me and Dan chatting um, about kind of the struggles of creating stuff and uh, the pressures that come with it and the, mm. the kind of the guilt as well that people don't know about when you miss an episode and oh, yeah, feeling guilty guilt. about that yeah. and people would just think oh it's fine which it is fine but once you're in this mindset of being creative letting people down and there's 10,000 people there and you say oh yeah we're not doing anything this week it does that does bear on you a little bit so I'll put a link to that on screen somewhere and or in the show description yeah, or whatever it's called. Solid listen. It Go goes listen. quicker than an hour and a half. Yeah, it, does. Does. it really does. I was a little bit concerned whether it was going to come across a little bit self-indulgent or a bit arrogant because obviously you're talking about yourself and your That's achievements you do, and like, stuff. That's what you do every episode. About meal deals and that. People love the meal deal stuff. So yeah, uh, the, the compliments of, of it have been good. So go back and watch it if you mm. missed it. Um, it'll be You've on got Twitter a, uh, as well. Mug to give away as well. Yes, a mug to give away. We're gonna have to pick this live, by the way, because I've not I've not prepared a winner. <laughs> Is it, uh, iTunes review, best iTunes review. Yeah, so I said about three months ago. What if it's like a, a really horrible one? Because there was a nasty one about. We read out the horrible ones. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was, that was, was their prize. Yeah. <laughs> Getting called out on the podcast. Getting publicity. Um, so. Yeah, about three months ago, we said, send in your iTunes reviews and the best one will win a mug because yeah. we've got about 500 to give away. Um, we also, when we did the dog pun thing, I said someone could win a mug for that as well. That has been sent out now. I so sorted. That's sorted. Got that one in hand. Done. Yeah, so nice. there's one more to go. So how are we going to do this? Do you, shall I just scroll and you pick one or do you actually want to read them? Because we said best iTunes <laughs> reviews, so it shouldn't be random, should it really? But I feel like we're doing this on the fly now. But then you're bribing people with like a mug. Yeah, I know, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? How about if you pick it and then it's not less biased then? You know that gif of all like the maths floating around the head? I feel like that's yeah. you now, trying to work out which one it should be. Come on, pick one. Okay, love the laid back chat. Yeah, insightful views of everything Villa. Always listen to these while driving to Villa Park. Up the Villa, five stars, Mark 4V, PS, he likes free mugs. That's the one. Oh, that doesn't sound like our podcast. Are you sure that's an iTunes review that's for our podcast? That's December 2019. Informative, what was it? Essential listening. Insightful views. He's not been listening. He can't have been listening. There's no insightful views on this podcast. Always listen to these while driving to Villa Park, up the Villa. PS, I like free mugs. Kiss. <laughs> Little kiss at the end. So Mark, uh, Mark, I can't even say four. Mark 4V. Mark 4V. I think I know who that is. I think he follows me on Twitter. Uh, if you're listening which I, you better be because just when you're a mug mate you love the show so I shouldn't even have to go and find this guy he should come to me yeah, really. should be that, on, that's the, on your door yeah. that's the real test isn't it if you were just here for the mug you won't know about this part whereas <laughs> if you actually watch the show you'll see this part and go yes I've just won so whoever that is get in touch with me on Twitter or YouTube comments or email me or something I don't yes. know I'll put my email on screen as well just in case you're not a Twitter person dangerous that's fine email me it's fine what if you get called techie boy again that's fine <laughs> people can send what they want I don't care uh, so yeah a mug will be coming your way Mark for v at some point in the next six months when I get round to it that iTunes was in December so it would have been two months since then what's the competition even going then yeah, because he said about free mugs. Oh. So it's been that long. Well, unless he just went free mugs. <laughs> yeah, for they, the these guys have got mugs on the table. For the future. Yeah, so there's a little bit of admin done. Took about six minutes of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, James, for providing some, uh, what was it? Excellent got insight, whatever you said. That's yeah. my scarf. Bit of set dressing. Yeah, nice. got a few pie charts on the go, weather report. Yeah. Yeah, all sorted, Good. Man. You can come back. Thank you. Maybe I won't bother anymore. And you can just do it 
well, then I'll get insulted. Yeah. I can't deal with them, man. Can you not? I'll, I'll take them home. That, that won't go away. Really? I'll sleep on those, oh, yeah. I don't care. Say what you want. <laughs> I do. Don't uh, do it. Say what you want. So, yeah, James, thanks very much Thank for you. offering some uh, football chat of podcasts with no nonsense in it. There's a bit of nonsense. Bit of nonsense. Little, but sprinkle. Yeah, just, just a sprinkle of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, half an hour of decent football chat there, I think. Nonsense, bye. <laughs> Stop. Before you say something wrong. Uh, my phone's going mental. So, let's call this podcast a day. <laughs> Call this podcast a day? Call this... What am I trying to say? Call it a day. Call it a day with this podcast. Yes. Um, Thank you very much for watching or listening to this episode of the Claret and Boo podcast. We'll be back on Monday to talk about three points for for Villa against Tottenham. 100%. That's definitely confirmed. So you can can have that now. That game gets called off then. Yeah. Good luck. Maybe we can get the three points if it's called off. Maybe Spurs will just go, yeah, you know what, just have them. Soddy. We don't need them. You can't say yeah. soddy, that's swearing. Is it? Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much for watching all this. We're definitely rambling now. Get some iTunes reviews in if you want. Keep them positive, though. Don't get a mug anymore. Yeah, mug, the mug offer, the mug, mug bribery is over now. <laughs> so, yeah, just be nice. Yeah. Be, be nice, nice to James, because yeah. he does care what people say about him. I don't. I, d- I do care because it makes me angry and if I see you I'll be like Phew. right should we go yeah call it a day okay are you going to shout my hand then no, shout, my hand. Gonna... shout my hand if you want nice good handshake thank you thank you very much everybody for putting up with our waffle <laughs> yeah get involved in the comments subscribe iTunes views Spotify everything we'll be back soon thank you very much and uh, up, the vi- up the villa up the villa boys thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.